So today we're at the home of the MK Dons in the away changing room because it is training day today. Joined by Mark Jackson, the new head coach of MK Dons. So firstly, congratulations. How has the club, um, how have you settled in since you've been here? Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, yeah, really, really well. Uh, surprisingly quickly. Things came about really, really quickly and, and, and kind of... I had to move down and act quickly to uh, to, to, to get into training. Uh, but everything since then, you know, it's been a really, really hectic schedule over Christmas with the games and what have you. But everything else has kind of fitted into place well. Uh, the, the, the club have been really, really supportive of, of me and uh, the staff who came with me as well, Aaron. Uh, and, and, and that's kind of helped us transition in a lot quicker. Uh, so, yeah, it seems like I've been here a lot longer than I have been, uh, which is uh, which is a positive. Awesome. So one of the things when I was sort of like doing a little bit of research, Pete Winkleman was, I think to quote him, he was extremely impressed the first time that he spoke to you and knew that you were the right person for the MK Dons. Um, give us an insight. What's a, a football manager's interview for a role like? Is it a, is it is a, a formal interview or is it as a sort of like a chat and your vision about football? Yeah, I've not had many myself. <laughs> so it's probably my first proper one. Uh, so you passed it uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad it went well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's basically you get a bit of a brief of, of what 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 the uh, the chairman and 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 Liam and, and and Simon wanted to hear and discuss, and they wanted to know my knowledge around the game, uh, how I would set my teams up, what I knew about MK Dons, uh, how I would improve them, and kind of my vision for the short term and long term. So kind of trying to compile all that together into a, a presentation is is is, is Fairly challenging, uh, but you know we did it successfully, and you know I was able to talk. And once 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 you get talking about football, once I get talking about football, I become you know very natural. Even if you've got a PowerPoint there, you kind of I think if it's something you love and you live and breathe every day, and you have done for the majority of your life, then you know it's, it's a lot it's, more natural. Just it's, free it's easy to talk about it, and and when it's your ideas and your clear vision on how you how you see the game being played, then again. It, it should flow naturally because it is your idea. So, you know, I think that came across uh, in, in, in the interview. I felt really, really confident. I've said to people in the past, uh, more recently, kind of saying uh, how you're feeling and how you're finding things. And I'm, I'm surprisingly comfortable and at ease with a lot of the challenge, challenges which are coming every day. And I think looking at that, I've been preparing for this for a long time and wanting to transition into management. And so you prepare yourself and you take things on board and you, you obviously do the courses and stuff like that. But every day you're living, you're living within football and, and gaining from experiences. But I think what I underestimated more was what, what I kind of took in uh, kind of subconsciously uh, without knowing. And now it's coming out. So that's making me feel a lot more comfortable. Things are coming to my mind and how to do this and what should I be doing and things like that. So that's pleasing from my point of view that, you know, the hard work and the, Kind of what I've been doing over recent years in in preparing myself for this role is is, is coming out now. There'll be, there'll be turns around the corner and yeah, and sure bigger speed works. bumps in 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 the road. Yeah, I fully understand. But that's that's me understanding that you have to prepare for that as well. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 a pleasing point. And like I said, the people around here have been fantastic to help me settle in. I'd say the, the, the sort of the, the the feedback and the fans' comments, both Leeds fans and Don's fans, that. How much of a big loss to Leeds, Mark Jackson joining the MK Dons is, but also how much of a, a, a success it is for you to to join the Dons. And you obviously you touched on the transition of, of wanting to go into management. Was this 
the the, the first role that you've either been approached or, or, or approached for to go? Yeah, well, the, the, there's been talk in the past of other, other particular roles of, of this caliber, uh, but this this was this was a kind of the more concrete one which came about. And obviously, I spoke to Liam on the phone. We had a good conversation for about just under an hour on the phone, and that escalated quickly to him wanting me to come down and present in front of the chairman uh, and Simon as well. Uh, so yeah, it was, you know, it's, it, things come around quickly in football and as much as you can prepare for things and you, and you ready yourself for them, uh, they come at, they come at the strangest of times. Uh, big, big mantra of mine is, is everything in life happens for yeah, a reason. Yeah, and yeah. that may well be your, your time now and it, it's right for you to happen. So you touched on it briefly about your transition from playing, going into, um, coaching and, and team management. Um, how did you find that? Because I think it was Leeds under 18s first, then into the 23s. Under 15, 16, I did a lot before. A lot I, even, I, I, even, I even went back to Leeds. Uh, I, I kind of took a different route. In my, I stopped playing and I went into the semi-professional game. Yeah, I started my coaching badges then. So I started coaching uh, with within kind of the academy at the semi-pro club, which was Farsley near me in Leeds. Uh, and I set up the academy there, which was linked in with Leeds City College. And from that, I kind of got given a, a role, they created a role for me at Leeds City College, which was the head of football. It didn't exist before. So Anthony Gallagher, who I used to work with there, was a colleague of mine, set that role up and I kind of took that on. And that was really good for me because I, I had to set up teams, I had to manage the teams, I had to manage staff, I had to look at the buses, the kits, every aspect of it, as well as well as recruiting the students. So it was kind of in charge of everything. With that, I was still uh, coaching at semi-professional level as well. Uh, but then it kind of all kind of come together where I needed to make a decision. And it was 2015 where it was a chance for me to go back to Leeds. And I just felt like at that particular point, I wasn't, I wasn't being a, a challenge myself even more. So yeah. I was giving a lot to other people uh, and uh, sharing my knowledge of it, but I, I needed that next step as well to challenge me. And I wasn't finding that. So the chance come where I, I went back into Leeds with Paul Hart, who was the academy manager at the time, my old youth team manager at Leeds when I came through. And uh, he said, there's, a, there's an opportunity for you to go into the 15s and 16s. So I, I knew that if I went into that role then, there'd be even more experienced people at the club where I could tap into uh, and, and, and grow within that. So that was my decision back then. It felt right that I needed to do it. It was a, it was a challenge financially for me and my family to do yeah. that uh, because uh, you know I had other jobs as well. Uh, but I, I knew that if, if I backed myself and, and trusted myself and my ability to grow and get better, then it would be kind of, you know, it would progress in the future. And that's what's happened. I went from the 15s, 16s, moved up to the 18s and the 23s and then up to the first team with, with Jesse when he came in. So it's been a, it's been a natural progression and a, and, a, and a good progression where I've been able to learn under different managers and, and have different experiences of leading and, and all those kind of, like I spoke to you before about, about kind of taking them in subconsciously, yeah, 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 some of them, yeah, yeah. Uh, which have all led me to, to get the opportunity as, 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 as a first-time head coach at Milton oh, Keynes. I'm going to come on to that in a minute because I really, I really want to know about experiences, mm -hmm. both playing and coaching. But um, at, at this stage, what do you prefer the most? Was it when you were playing or was it when you're coaching and managing and, and, and giving back? Do you know what? When, I mean, 
I don't think you can compare the two. Playing ultimately that that time is all I wanted to do and yeah. all the players want to do. And then you get to a point where you can't play anymore, <laughs> either because no one wants you as a player or you, your yeah, body, body telling you, your body's like, telling yeah. you time to to, to to pack it in. Uh, but listen, I, no, I I I I enjoyed playing. I, I enjoyed my career as a player. I really really did. And you can't substitute that. Still like playing now and joining with the staff on the head tennis and things like that. Yeah. I can't, can't get enough of that. Uh, and it's competitive, uh, but. But the coaching side of it, I do really enjoy. That's my kind of next step, and that's my—I see it as my it's kind of next, my, my next passion and my next calling. Because you know, I like—I like, I like leading. I like helping players. I like developing players, and I like—I like the competitive nature of a match day as well. I like going toe to toe with somebody, whether that be a manager or my team against another team. I can't—I I enjoy that feeling a lot. I enjoy oh, it. Awesome. Um, best player that you ever played with oh. or against? Oh, played with. Uh, I played. I played with some fantastic young players in when I represented England under twenties. Michael Owen, Danny Murphy, Jamie Carragher. I was in a. I was in a good team then. Uh, but as regards to playing with, I think, you know, in the Leeds team when I came through, there was a player, Lucas Radaby, who was a player there. He wasn't the most standout player, but he he kind of did everything. You know, he was that eight and a half out of ten every week, consistent, yeah. and they used to call him the Rasher. At Leeds, because he, you know, could never get past him, and he was a great guy as well. So, you know, that was he—he—he he, he was a good player. Uh, but I played—I played with a lot of good players, a lot better than me, and carried me at times. But I played with some good players, and playing against, like I said, I played—I played against a lot of good players as well. I can remember me getting the run around in in the Under Twenty World Cup for England by Pablo Aymar. And I give yeah. a penalty away in the yeah. in the quarter final of the the Under Twenty World Cup. So he was a great player. I can remember Roy Keane at Old Trafford absolutely nailing me in a tackle, kind of letting me know and putting me in my place. So he was he was a challenge. Uh, but yeah, to pick one out, I've had a lot of challenges and, and battles with players over the time. Uh, but yeah, Lucas stood out for for one of the good players I played with and one of the good professionals as well. I think the other side on that as well, and you touched like on him, no offence to Lucas being an eight and a half out of ten, but it was because of his pure passion, desire and his, his will to win that I think made him so effective in that Leeds team at the time because, mm -hmm. yes, he's obviously an incredibly talented footballer, but he didn't have that skill set of the other names. I mean, Michael Owen, Roy Keane and, and, and the others that you mentioned there. So I suppose it is that the, the sheer grit and determination adds up onto the skill level as well. Mm -hmm. um, now, obviously, you're, you, you're the lead in the team. Um, you touched on your um, your youth coach when you were at Leeds, then, but the best coach or manager that you've you've had the opportunity to either play under or or work with, who would you say has had, had the biggest impact? Biggest biggest impact on my on my kind of playing career and and probably touching on my how I am as a person as well. It's probably Paul Hart when yeah. back in the youth days at, at, at Leeds. Uh, he instilled that discipline in me. I think that's really, really important for me, having kind of standards and high standards in 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 and around the place, on the pitch, and things like that. And that that grit and that that, that kind of mental toughness. He instilled that in all the all the young players at Leeds. And you know, he he he, he was very driven by discipline. But you know, you need that at times, and that's that's gone with me all the way through my career, and it's now with me in my my coaching career, and I can draw from that. And I, I still I still speak to Paul. I spoke to him when I got the job here, and I continue to speak to him. 
Uh, and then I've got other inf influences. You, 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 you're talking about great leaders in there and the, the, the recent manager who worked in at Leeds who took me up with the first team within Jesse, Jesse Marsh, who, who kind of is, is, a, is a fantastic head, head coach, manager, but his, his leadership skills are really, really good. Really, really good. Uh, I learned a lot from him in a short space of time uh, and I thank him for that. Uh, and, you know, his, his help for me to, to, to take this opportunity was was really kind of helpful for him, how, how he let me kind of grasp the, the chance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then other managers where you take, you know, I've, I've worked under Marcelo Bielsa, who was really, really demanding and and it was a challenge at times, a real challenge, but from a probably a tactical point of view and, and looking at, the certain types of elements of his training, what he what he did, uh, you know, was an eye opener for me. So I, I kind of took a, took a look from that. And it's like anything all the time. You're trying to take things from different people. Yeah. You're trying to look at what what you, you you would do and what you wouldn't do, and 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 mould yourself and your style into into how you want it. And I've I've done that kind of. I think I've done that successfully over over recent years. And you know, it's good. Hopefully, I can I can take that forward now into my role at MK Dons. Brilliant. Um, <clears throat> I touched on it with um, with Andy um, just before you came in there that we were discussing this on the office this morning that sort of management slash running a business, running a football club is quite a, a, a lonely place that the buck sort of stops with you. Um, you've mentioned Paul and obviously you still continue to speak to him, but have you got that sort of um, people or, or, or group that you can speak to if you're in that sort of like that, that difficult place of, look, I need some, I need some help. Who, who's there? Who's there to help? Well, I think, I, I think I've been on the phone with so many people uh, over the, over the last, over the last kind of two weeks or 10 days. Uh, I've got back in touch with uh, people I've worked with a long time ago and have kind of reached out to me, which I'm really, I, I really appreciate. Uh, and said, listen, we're, we're there at the end of the phone if you need to chat or or anything like that. I've spoke to Jesse a lot as well. Yeah. I was actually back up at Thorpe Arch last weekend, uh, taking my little boy to, to football there because he plays up there. So I'm, I'm chatting with Jesse and all the other coaches. So in football, you, you you build up a network of people who 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 you get on with and trust. Uh, you don't get on with everybody, like in every walk of life and every business, you don't get on with everybody. But those people who you do connect with, I think... People always say in football, people move around and you're not in close contact with each other all, all the time. But kind of when you come back together, whether they, that be on the phone or when you, whether you meet up, it's kind of like you've never been apart if you have that connection. And I think I'm, I've, I've built up a lot of those connections in my time as a player and also as a coach. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a, a bank of people who, who I could rely on to, to get a bit of advice from. And, and that's really, really important. Yeah, massively. Um, one thing that I was hugely impressed with when I was, I was reading an interview when you joined the club was, um, <clears throat> excuse me, how important community is to you. Um, we say this a lot, whether you're, a, a, again, a manager in football or a manager in business, that what you give back and what you do for the areas around you is so important. Um, I suppose, firstly, why is it so important to you? And secondly, what does it look like in Milton Keynes? It's important, it's important to me because I think p connecting with people in and around the establishment and the, and the business and the club is, is really important. But understanding, particularly at a football club or any 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 kind of sporting club or organisation, that the fans are the kind of bedrock of that. You know, they the fans are always there. Managers come and go, players come and go, staff come and go, but the fan the fans are the fans. You know, and. Uh, they're, they're, they're really, really important to me. And I think every, every club I've been at, I've tried to be that person and, and, and connect with the fans and have a, 
have, have listen to them and engage with them and that's easier to do it nowadays because the social media is a lot more yeah. it's not doesn't have to be face to face and you know I buy into that as well and understand there's a there's a place for that and but no it, it's important because like I said the fans are, are everything to a, to a football club and, and and they can make it and if you can get the, the fans on side and, and connect with them and really get them behind and, and, and get them supporting the players and everything you're doing then people talk about being that 12th man you know it's, yeah. it's a cliche of course it is but it, it actually is when when you need the fans to push you on or get behind the team and support the team you know they can be the difference so I'll continue to do that uh, I'll continue to do that here and I think you know even over recent my, my time coming in here I've engaged with quite a few fans on, on social media yep. uh, I understand the importance of it uh, you know I've come I've come through kind of uh, academy football where we're educating young players how to deal with that and, and, and interact on there safely as well because it can be a great tool for communicating and, and, and establishing connections it can be a dangerous place as well so understanding how to how to do that and, and, and do that correctly is something I've I've built up over a, a kind of a, a long period of time and connecting with people at the club who are, who are in charge of that is is important as well but I'll continue to do it because it's vital to to my beliefs as well and it's it's vital for for us to get the fans with us brilliant we're um <clears throat> all things business we're we're as I said to you touching it lightly we're we're huge sports heads we we think the similarities between business and sport is is huge we always talk about playing people in their right positions but in the in the car on the way over with Arthur we were saying like well look sometimes you've got to play in a in a different position so I suppose ultimately if you spot that in a player here at the Dons that look I think you'd be better off suited out there how do you approach that conversation to say look I know you're a, a centre-back for argument's sake but I want to push you up into the centre midfield I want to push you out into the wing because I think you've got this how, how would you approach that to to develop yeah. them good 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 question there it's, I, I think part of leadership is and my leadership style and what I've learned and what, what, what I believe in myself is is not being kind of that dictator and saying, listen, you're going to you're going to play in that position, you like it or lump it, you either play or you don't. And it's not a case of that. It's it's about convincing, and can you be a convincer in how you lead? And I think if you give give a player evidence of why and, and explain why this this might be good for you, and this is why I'm going to explore this because I've seen this and you've got these qualities, all of a sudden that decision can kind of their mindset can change a little bit. And they can see something as kind of a punishment to go in that different position or something they don't like, and they could you could actually sell it in a way that is well, this is a challenge for me. This this might be something to help me establish my career or give my career an extra or my yeah my my, my player profile an extra dimension. So again, being that convincer and, and trying to give kind of evidence of why rather than me just saying I want you to I want you to play there because I said so. It's kind of well. This is why we've seen this in you. The benefits. Yeah, and and this is the video, and we can see you doing that. I said to the players the other day, we we have kind of football sessions where we'll go eleven v eleven, ten v ten, nine v nine, and they're really really intense. And I said to some of the forward players, uh, some of the wingers, and I said, "Where do you think I might?" And we had a clip of them kind of tracking back and defending, and probably not defending how they should be, like a yeah. fullback would defend yeah. maybe in that particular situation. So I said, in those games we play in training, where do you think I might play you two wingers then? And they were all kind of looking at me and one of them said, fullback. I said, yeah. I said, well, why? Well, to, to get used to 
to being in that situation. So they're, they're first, we're asking players to be all in and attack as a team and defend as a team. So one of our attacking players might find themselves in the defensive third, defending a 1v1 with their winger. Now that can't be his first experience of that. And if we can put him in these situations within training and get him used to that, he's going to be more successful in that. So again, playing players in different positions for different reasons and why. So again, that was me convincing them why we do things, not just saying, well, I'm playing you left back today and he's going, what's going on here? Yeah. But they understand why and there's a process and there's a reason behind it. And I think that's that's in any walk of life. No, absolutely. making decisions. Yeah, uh, you're using that as an example of training 8v8, 9v9 and... and, and noticing that and spotting it and like you're saying you're getting them ready we always talk about it, match day experience mm -hmm. that you can't just go out there in front of thousands of people at the weekend and go right that's where you are mm -hmm. because they'll be like a rabbit in headlights so you show them how to do it why they mm -hmm. should do it and then it makes them feel a lot more comfortable yeah. so <clears throat> another one of our mantras is is business needs education education needs business in 2023 we'll be launching Milton Keynes Education Awards and so I suppose I don't know if you'll be able to answer this or not but if football wasn't your career what profession do you think you'd have gone into wow wow uh, football's been my life since I left school and that's, that's the only job and I assume it was massively involved whilst you were during yeah, school as well during yeah. school I mean I, I only started playing football when I was 10 I didn't okay. start some, some kids start earlier these days miles earlier I only started playing when I was 10 uh, as regards to what I, I would do I, I don't know it'd be something it'd be something sport based I think uh, I had a passion for different sports up until 10 years old and then kind of football took over but I think it'd be something to do with sports or you know, uh, personal training. I, I did a personal trainer's course at one, one of my clubs before when I was kind of coming towards the end of my career. And that was kind of a, a, a something I explored about about going into personal training and gym work and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, I think definitely, I, I wouldn't be able to say exactly what it would be, but I think it would be sport-based. Sport-related. And coaching. I maybe would have got into coaching a little bit earlier. Yeah. Who knows? No. Uh, but yeah, it certainly would have been sport-based, I think. Awesome. A lot of people watching, listening to this, they're either going to be <coughs> football fans mm -hmm. or they're going to be um, business people. They're more than likely have a high percentage chance of managing people. So we touched on giving examples of how to do things. But <coughs> in the new world that we live in, 2023, what's your best bit of advice on managing people and their expectations? Listen. Listen to, 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 to the staff who work with you. Uh, I think giving everybody a voice is, is really, really important. So, you know, I'm, I'm in here and I'm working with a group of staff. I, this is just my personal view. There's no hierarchy from, from me. You know, I've just got the, the position and that, that, that's it. Ultimately, yes, I have to probably make decisions on, on selections and what we want to do and stuff like that. But I always make sure that I take on board as much information as I can from the staff and working in that multidisciplinary way which I've probably learned over the last last two or three years to do that really, really successfully. So that's kind of taking advice from sports science, medical, the other coaches, and tying everything together. And the, the fact that you, you actually, you're working in that way and sitting around the table and discussing things and, and listening to people, being a good listener and being prepared not to just dictate and take, take people's point of view on board and ideas on board. Uh, and then ultimately, you know, making a decision of how we're going to move forward. Uh, and then I think if you do that and listen to people and, and they feel valued, then whatever decision you make, 
they'll get fully behind it. And I said that to the staff all the time. I said, listen, we'll, I want to be challenged. As a, as a head coach here, I want to be challenged. I don't want anybody just kind of echoing what I say. I, I, I don't like that. That frustrates me. Yeah. And I don't think it's beneficial. Uh, obviously, there's ways and means to do that, yeah, yeah, <laughs> of yeah. course. But if you get the connections with your staff and they, they understand who you are, they'll, they'll do that in the right way. Uh, so being challenged is important. But like I said, once you make that decision then, understanding that, I've heard you, I've listened to you, I've took that on board. We might not use it this time, we, we might use it. But whatever decision is made then, I think if you include everybody in, uh, and have that mindset and that way of working, then that when that decision is made, everybody will be behind it more often than not. And I think that's what you need to push anything forward, whether it be team selection, a training session of what you're doing, how you're planning stuff. If 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 more people are behind that and pushing it in the same in the same way, then it's going to be more successful. Oh, I like that. I like that. <clears throat> so we're going to round up now. Um, a question we always ask people. We've 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 tinkered with it a little bit, so it's football related. So. Um, not the next home game, which I think is Lincoln. I think you've got Forest Green in yeah. a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, 93rd minute, it's one all. You get an injury time winner. Don's get the three points. You get the chance to go out and celebrate that evening. You and three other people, past or present, <laughs> who, who are you choosing? Wow. wow. Uh, if you don't say your wife and she watches this, you'll be in trouble. Exactly, I should I should be saying them. Of course, I should be saying the family. It would it would be people who are close to me. Yeah. Ultimately, not looking at anybody else or stuff like that. It'd be people who are close to me. Uh, I always say that you should celebrate victories and and enjoy victories. Uh, never never ride the roller coaster by getting too high and then too low on things. But always always take time to enjoy success because you know it's hard to come by. In any, in, in any form of sport and business, it's hard to come by, so enjoy it. It'd be, it'd be the people close to me, it'd be the staff who were close to me, whoever wanted to come and, and celebrate. So there You've might almost more, got splinters here, the, 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 really there, there might be more than three people in that, oh, but, okay. it, but it certainly would be the, 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 the guys who were close and who have worked towards that victory as well. Celebrate as a team. And yeah. Celebrate as a team, ultimately, and, and, and family as well. And, you know, I'm a big thing of, you know, getting to know people people who you work with, getting to know the families and bringing people together and, and stuff like that. And, you know, so I won't be picking anybody famous or anything like that. I'd be, thought, I'd be, thought we were going to get one out of you. No, not no. a chance. Not no. a chance. Cause, and that's, that's the truth. I'd celebrate with people close to me who were part of the process to get us that victory. <laughs> I jest about it, but I think that from, from spending the last 20, 25 minutes with you, that's come across in that whole, the whole chat that we've just had of how important people are, how important your family is and, and, and how important learning is. So mm. yeah, I jest with it, but I think it's, yeah. a, it's a great answer. Well, look, we'll round up there. I wish you and the Dons nothing but success and uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.